with the <laughs> Technical Vouch Podcast, where we bring you all the stories in the news that everybody seems to miss. Right, the better stories. The better stories, the ones that make you giggle and piss yourself a little bit. You made me yeah, in. Unfortunately, it doesn't have anything to do with people shitting on that because that one's already being covered. <laughs> right. That one's already being covered a lot. Dude, I have never been that drunk. She wasn't drunk. She was pissed at him. Oh, you're talking about Herd. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm glad that bitch is going down. You I'm glad never that been that drunk because you dated that right. bitch before. <laughs> you know that even so... <laughs> She probably won't go to jail in the U.S. She's going to go to jail in Australia for perjury. <laughs> Wait, she's going to jail in Australia? Yep, over the 2015 incident where she, they took their pets, they took their dogs into Australia without having proper documentation. Oh my God! She argued that she didn't, that she was unaware that it wasn't uh, taken care of. She tried to put right. it on her fucking assistant. Blame, blamed her assistant. Well, now they have evidence that she had planned to do it. Um, yeah, so the assistant kept all the email chains and everything back and forth between the two of them. And when all this, all this Johnny Depp shit comes out, he's like, fuck this bitch. And <laughs> presented all the evidence. And now the Australian government's like, oh, so you want to make fun of us, huh? You want to dis- disregard our rules? And you want to get a new dog and name it after our, our prime minister guy? Sure, okay. Now we're going after you. And she could do like seven years in prison. Oh, shit. Australia yeah, so that's, fuck that's, not even, that's not even having to do with the whole fucking reason why she was there in the court. It has to do with her traveling there. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, we let you go on that one. But uh, you just fucking kicked it up. So, no time. Well, I mean, well, and then, an and then there's, they there's do have a long history fucking, of... So there's advocates are berating Johnny Depp about, you know, over the dogs, over the incident in Australia, because she wants him to, to give a unified front for, you know, their, for, for his mistake. She claims it was his mistake. Was it? No. Johnny Depp was in Australia to film. What was it? Fucking like Lone Ranger or something. And she was coming Oh, so she brought the dogs in. She brought the dogs oh, in dude. and knew full well that she wasn't, that she didn't have enough of the assistance until they're like, paperwork hasn't been approved yet. You can't take the dogs to Australia. Like, they have very stringent laws about it. And she's like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just go anyways. Uh, well, and, then and it wasn't even so much that she brought the dogs. It's that they're supposed to be quarantined and she lies. So any well, animal you bring into Australia has to be quarantined. She follow the leather law for that. Yeah, and then and then she blames it on the assistant. Oh, the assistant screwed up the paperwork, and she and then you, I'm not going to jail. All you, these, bitch. these correspondence back and forth, where she f- knew full well that the dogs, did you know, hadn't gotten the all their paperwork in. They hadn't passed quarantine and like all this stuff. And then there's like audio of her bitching out Johnny over like we were there for you. Like these are your dogs. Like. You, you know, this is all your fault. And he's like, how is this my fault? <laughs> he's like, I was high at the he's time. Like, he's like, bitch, I was ready to pay the bill. <laughs> what do you mean? Right. <laughs> so he had to pay for a private jet to take the dogs back because the Australian government's like, 
And the only way that she, the only way they found out is because she's so fucking dumb that she posted on Instagram oh, God. in Australia with her dogs. And it, you know, cause they're fucking famous. So we know, Oh, Hey, I wonder if they, like, I didn't see any paperwork for them. Oh. So she got, she fucking sank her own goddamn ship on that one. And she's broke. Seems dude. Like there's a lot of shit thinking. <laughs> like she doesn't have any fucking money anymore. Nope. Warner Brothers kicked her off fucking the next Aquaman film. Johnny Depp's going to win the against her. And then... But none of the money that she got, she donated. No money, but none of the money that she actually got from the divorce that she claimed she didn't want or need was donated. Nope. I pledged it. Fucking lied about that shit. I know. Poor Elon. I use pledge and donate synonymously. I'm like, bitch, what? (laughs) Um, And then, like... Once all of this is settled, look for the assistant to go after her for um, defamation. Not I defamation, because uh, the assistant like it, like her reputation in Hollywood's enough that like he'll be fine. But for a hostile work environment, because mm. she straight yeah, up she, uh, told like, if you don't do this, you're not going to have a fucking job. I'll fire you. Well, and she has a record of Oof. that. She has a record of being hostile in the workplace. Her other assistant, the one that left her and went to work with Johnny, she, she, she fucking spit in her face for asking for a raise that was still minimum of her fucking regular asking price. Right. So her regular cost to be an assistant was was being well underpaid. She was doing it as more of a favor to her. And then it came time where she was like, look, all right, I need to start making some money with this if you want to keep me on as a full-time assistant. This is my rate, and this is still well under what I usually go for. And she fucking got in her face about it and fuck, how fucking dare you ask me for money and blah, 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 blah. It was crazy. And then, so the whole thing about blaming her current assistant, the current assistant's like, I'm not comfortable with this. And she's like, well, I'll just get the other assistant to do it. And the other assistant just kind of laughed in her fucking face. And then that's when she comes back and threatens her current assistant, like, I hope you enjoy working. Like, you know, I'd hate for this to affect your work. Like, if you don't do this, I'm going to fire you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but she's a crazy bitch. We've all dated ones like that. Oh, yeah. She just got, she's got a little farther than all the rest of them did. <laughs> I'm just, I, like, it, it just does my heart justice that nobody's falling for her bullshit. And, all, like, she just, she hired a crappy legal team. And she's destroyed and how is your head how is your head attorney? How is the head of your counsel that incompetent? Right, the the whole like trying to get her to talk about her nose oh, what happened uh, to her nose. Objection, hearsay, like eight times the objective of hearsay. Over and over again. Over and over again. It's like, do you not know how to, ver- do you not know your verbiage inside the courtroom? What is, right? Like, that's what I was wondering. Like, ha- has this lady ever done trial law? Like real trial law? Cause it doesn't seem like it. Well, I mean, I would think that if she might've just hired the legal team that she was capable of finding that would actually take her, her defense, which is probably a legal team that's just as delusional as she is. Right. 
or well, legal team that is I mean, as underprepared? Mostly. Well, and let's I'm and let's be honest. Like Johnny's fucking team came in and they were fucking prepared. The the really what funny one is they knew that they couldn't um, talk about oh God who is Johnny's ex that they wanted to get a fucking supermodel. But they wanted oh, to have her as a character witness, but they can't because Johnny's Johnny's previous relationships have no bearing on the current relationship. So even as a character witness, they couldn't call her until Amber fucking yeah. in in talking brings her up, and the fuck Johnny's lawyer is like, "Yes, she's fucking done." Like, because now that she's brought her up, brought up their relationship as part of her testimony, now they can bring well, her in to specifically to... counter what she said. Well, yeah, and then she tried to cover that up in her next. Uh... Her next uh, deposition, she tried to cover that up with, well, that's what I, well, because of the story that I had heard. So she tried to turn it into hearsay after using it as testimony. Nope. Yeah, that had already been admitted as not. It's, tried to it's do the same hilarious. thing with the makeup. This is like. the same thing with the makeup, which showed that she was in uh, right. collusion with her legal counsel over the weekend, which is not allowed. Nope. Like the legal counsel is not supposed to talk to, like, during this part of the trial, they're not to have any contact outside of in the courtroom. Not while she's in deposition because then that's yeah. preparation for deposition, which is illegal. Yep. And they're prepping her for the next set of questions. So, it, I mean, it's, it's just a giant clusterfuck and it's hilarious that she's getting destroyed. Bro, just the difference in the legal teams is hilarious. Like watching them walk up to the fucking podium and they're like, uh, just the straightness in Johnny's team versus hers, like a bunch right. of saggy shoulders versus like a bunch of straight back clean cut fucking attorneys. Well, <laughs> and apparently somebody in the courtroom overheard Amber and, and the head of her legal team arguing and like Amber's fucking going after the bitch and her, the head of her legal team's like, if you don't fucking like it, you can go find somebody else to defend you. I would too. Yeah, man. It's hilarious. It's like, this is like the worst reality show possible, not because of like, it's bad reality TV, but because of how bad it's going for her. Well, it's like at the same time, like these lawyers, it's, it's their reputations that are on the line as well too. So they're probably fucking pissed because I, well, you know what it reminds me of is like when somebody lives alone for a really long time, and then they don't have social skills. That's what it reminds me. <laughs> it reminds me like she's been in this bubble for so long that all this ridiculous shit she's saying comes off as passable. Oh, she's like, right. no, it's totally so, believable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's so delusional that she that she believes this shit. Right. It's she literally like watching. Something. It's literally like watching a little league team take on the Yankees. I am 12. Pretty much. <laughs> like, just getting fucking destroyed. All right. Um, we ready? Let's go that topic. Yeah. <laughs> that's some funny fucking news, but everyone's talking about it, so. Yeah. Um, I got the first one here uh, out of Florida. 
of course. Of course. Because it wouldn't be a... Oh, Florida. It wouldn't be a oh, show if Florida. we didn't have some Florida. Uh, study reveals fish on drugs in South Florida waters. Duh. A I thought we stu- covered this. Well, maybe we did. I don't know. But it's still hilarious. <laughs> a new study out of South Florida has found the fish in our waters are on drugs. Dozens of pharmaceuticals have been discovered in fish blood and tissue from Valium to blood pressure medication and antidepressants are all found in the fish in this study. The numbers are so alarming, scientists say our fisheries could disappear. We found pharmaceuticals everywhere, and there was no place where basically a fish could be unexposed to pharmaceuticals, and that was a surprise, says Nick Castillo, uh, who just completed a three-year study with his fellow scientists at FIU and the Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. I guess is this uh, extension of Florida International University. Uh, The research team tested the blood of 93 bonefish in South Florida, and they found pharmaceutical drugs in every single one. The average number of drugs reported in just one bonefish was seven, and some had up to 16 different prescriptions in their system. Damn. Uh, And And I wonder wonder why they did bonefish. Well, they did bonefish because in Florida, bonefish are supposed to be caught and released. So they would be the fish that have the most consistent quantity. So they'd be the easiest to study. Okay. And we don't eat bonefish, so... Right, well, that's what I was wondering. Is it because they hold on to toxins longer, so they have a, so. a longer line of study that they can look at? Probably, yeah. Well, and then... So they're going to end even up even more surprising. They're going to no end Viagra? up eating other fish, right? Well, maybe like sharks and shit. How big is a bonefish? Tiny. I mean, not. That's what I'm saying. Like, so a larger predatory fish is going to feed on that, and then we may end, you know, and right. then so right. that fish may not eat all of it, and then you have, you know, drug-addled bonefish bits hanging out in the ocean that other fish are now fucking feeding on. All them crabs. Crabs, fucking the coral, like all that shit. All the lobster out there. Just means that you don't want to get any of your fish from Florida, apparently. Well, so... Or maybe you do. Maybe you want your Propecia to come from your fish. (laughs) Still surprising Uh, that they're not naming steroids or Viagra. Right? Well, so what I don't get is how... So it's, it's coming through the wastewater, right? For sure, yeah. Like people are are flushing their shit down the drain instead of taking it to a Ooh, hospital. No, 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 no. Not just that. It's it's in the urine and in the feces, oh. right? Because anything your body doesn't use, it either goes yeah. through your pores, your pee, or your poop, right? Three P's. Oh. So the prescriptions are going into the wastewater, and then the wastewater is somehow getting out to the water. So the question is, what (laughs) the fuck is going on at the water treatment plants? Nothing. Same old shit. (laughs) Well, I mean, they're obviously not doing their jobs, right? For sure. Like, what the fuck, man? I mean, there's there's 4,000 of these water treatment plants. You're telling me that 4,000 water treatment plants can't manage to comb the, the, the poo water good enough? 
so that come on, no, man. I mean, so you're only no going to get so much water. No, I don't know. Seems wild. Crazy. Yeah, man, the fish are high. What do you got, Dad? Uh, I got to go with uh, the Antarctic Peng- Penguin Post Office is hiring. What? Me. <laughs> um. Okay. A remote post office in Antarctica is hiring, and if you're good at sorting mail, selling postage stamps, and counting penguins, this could, job could be for you. Okay. The, the post office at Port Lockroy, also known as the Penguin Post Office, is a popular tourist destination on Gaudier Island, just off the west side of the Antarctic Peninsula. Okay. The historical sites receives about 18,000 visitors each season, and the area is also filled with penguins. Uh, Base Abe, home of the post office, was established in 1944 and operated as a British research station. is now managed by the UK Antarctic Heritage Trust, which operates the museum and gift shop. Profit from the shop supports renovations of the historic site. Monitors the impact. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, penguins, penguins. Living and working on the island is far from luxurious. Duh. On top of the cold temperature, which can dip as low as 23 degrees Fahrenheit. That's not terrible. Uh, sure. <laughs> can feel colder with, well, I mean, come on, there's places, like, go fucking live in Alaska. Hold on. Hold on, we're not talking, you didn't say negative, right? You're just 23, no, degrees, Fahrenheit? 23 degrees Fahrenheit? Well, that's warm as fuck. Right? Like, this, this getting a tan. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're walking out in shorts and t-shirts out there. Don't fucking right. kid yourself. Those people are something else. They get, oh, just, if it's above negative, they're like, fuck, we turned the heat on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the accommodations are limited. Again. Duh. Uh, according to the information pack, the staff members share share a single bedroom and there's no flushing toilet. Instead, a camping toilet must be emptied daily. Wow. Hell yeah, bro. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. There's also no running water or showers. Visiting ships offer staffer showers every few days. In some cases, staff may go up to two weeks without showers. Awesome. That's going to be cool. Smell. Communication is also limited. There's no internet access or cell phone reception, and satellite phone calls are costly. Staffers will have very minimal communication with home, according to the packet. Upside. And um, in the event of an emergency... And in the event of an, a medical emergency, medical evacuation to a hospital could take as many as seven days. Jesus Christ. You guys better have an on-staff medic. Like, one of these guys nope. better be from the military able nope. to handle the craziest situation. Because if this guy's not saving my life, we're all dying here. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. That's fucking hilarious. Like... Of course they're hiring because you can't keep anybody in that fucking job. Yeah. All the vampires are listening. They're like, yes, we're going up. (laughs) 
Yeah, what was that? All right, uh, so I got one this week. Oh, hell yeah, brother. All right. Hold on. So, hey, Chris, uh, that what? What? Huh? What? Christopher, you were saying what was that what? That was, that was a movie, right? The one with the vampire? Uh, yeah, 30, 30 Days a Night. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I, I watched the uh, lady do stand up. She was from Australia, and she was like, "What is it with all you Americans and all these damn vampire shows?" Hey, <laughs> and she rattled uh, off like six different vampire shows. Oh, actually, I there there's a reason for that. There's um there's a there's a psychology study that came out um right after Twilight uh, oh, came out, and it was saying that um that it was the female hero archetype was like um was like a it was like a uh a modern day like beauty and the beast okay which is basically like the which is supposed to be like the the typical female archetype just like turning the beast into uh oh it's the tame, tame same the mentality of why i can why tame women because they can change them Right, they right tame the beast. So it's yeah. it's the same thing yeah. with vampires. Tame the vampire. Tame the werewolf. Tame, tame the wild man. And seeing how women outnumber men two to one in this country. And then we and then we made a show about a female zombie. So, what do you got to say about that? We did. <laughs> yeah, that eye zombie, or is it? Oh, oh, never watched it. Yeah. Right. yeah, it was. It was uh, it was a little tacky, but anyways. Yeah, go for so, it. So we got one coming out of coming out of Swiss uh, coming out of the Swiss uh, Swiss police say uh, investigation is underway after workers at an espresso warehouse in western Switzerland found 500 kilograms over a over a 1,100 pounds of cocaine with a street value of 50 million dollars as they unloaded coffee beans that had arrived by train. <laughs> nice. Somebody somebody's getting fired. <laughs> I mean, somebody misappropriated a crate somewhere. <laughs> again, coffee and coke, like that's still duh. So, like, regional police in the Street Board said late Thursday they were alerted Monday by the company to the discovery at the facility in the town of Vermont, and immediately set up broad security perimeter around with a large deployment of officers and customs border patrol agents were called in. Uh, early indicators were that the shipment turned up in five containers that had arrived by sea from Brazil before being transferred onto a train. Authorities said right. uh, the cocaine seized has an 80% degree of purity and its market yeah. value is estimated at more than 50 million francs or dollars. Uh, the police said adding that the stash appeared destined for the European market <laughs> Right. Um, on Friday, the European Union's law enforcement agency Europol um, and the European Monitoring Center for Drugs and Drug Addiction reported that the cocaine availability in Europe is probably at an all-time high. Well, yeah. Everybody's bored. Which means that that I'm shipment... I'm going to pull Europol. Well, no, that means that shipment was the one that the smugglers wanted them to find. Right. So there's like... There's probably like ten other shipments that they don't even fucking know about, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like cocaine, cocaine in coffee. 
oh my god that's so <laughs> inventive like, right. i'm not surprised I would, yeah. like dea 101 oh that's a shipment of coffee check it for coke <laughs> <laughs> that's day one of fucking you know that that you know that that employee was just like uh hey guys <laughs> um, I don't know if this is like a new thing that they pack for the moisture, but this this bag's just full of it. I mean, I got maybe twenty coffee beans in here. <laughs> this doesn't look like a silica pack, right? And then even more so, you know that there's a there's a foreman somewhere who just didn't come into work that day. He's like, fuck, right. Well, no, in the middle he, of the night, he showed up and worked all the cops Wait, and was like, nope. Was that no. shipment 332? Fuck. Shipment 332 was supposed to go to fucking Europe. He's fucking like, he's already packing his bags on a flight. He's already he's out of the country. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to Canada. <laughs> and let's be honest. Jesus. All those cops surrounded the building because they wanted to throw a giant fucking rave and get blasted. Well, then you got to think about that. 80% is like fucking Neil Patrick Harris. Let's be realistic. If it's coming from, from Brazil, they're not, they're not shipping 80%. They're shipping pure cocaine. So like, like Chris said, I'm positive. This is the one they intended them to find. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about 98% pure cocaine is the, is the relative thing that's coming in and out of Brazil. It, it gets somewhere else and then it gets chopped down to 80 they don't shit that shit at 80. <laughs> right. Why do you know so much about this? Why do I? Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to be a DEA agent, man. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think you might have been on the yeah. other side of that coin. Just saying. Yeah, no, no, no. I wanted to be a DEA agent to be on the other side of that coin. You want to go you deep know? cover? Deep, well, deep cover, but further cartels in the DEA. Ah, I get you. Double yeah. agent. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like uh, that one movie about uh, that one guy in, in Boston. <laughs> oh, Which one guy? Uh, fucking the DiCaprio movie? <laughs> yeah, yep. I love how that's all I had to say. Chris is geared and turned and he's like the DiCaprio movie. It's uh, the the Departed. <laughs> Definitely. The Departed. Yeah, the that had like every fucking it, male actor in Hollywood in it. You know, fucking cop. You know, fucking cop. Come on. What's a lace curtain motherfucker like you, Dirk, working for the Boston PD? <laughs> Gotta love the Boston accent. That's a great fucking movie, dude. It is. It's it's amazing. That was uh, Scorsese. That's one of yep. honestly. I think I like that one better than uh, what's that other one? About all the drugs, bro. When when Mark Wahlberg walks in at the end and he fucking he's got them them shoes covered up and the gloves on, I was like, blast him away, dude. Oh my god, he's so dead. As soon as I saw the shoes, I was like, there's Wahlberg. (laughs) (laughs) The great thing about Mark Wahlberg is he can finally drop the the California accent and go back to his normal one. (laughs) (laughs) Coming into my town. (laughs) Coming into my town. I'm from fucking South Boston. Oh, shit. What? I just closed out a window that I didn't want to close out. Don't. 
So, Chris, I got to ask you, speaking of Scorsese, have you gotten around to watching The Offer yet? No. <sighs> Dude. No, I still haven't watched Not it. Not that it's Scorsese, obviously, no. that's Coppola, but yeah. so fucking good. That's on uh, uh, Paramount. Paramount? Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Like this, you're, are you talking about the Irishman, Chris? What? For the Scorsese film, you like it better than? Oh, no, I was thinking um, the, uh, the other one with DiCaprio. The, uh, the Irishman was good. The Irishman was really fucking good. I like that one too. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, no, the, no, the Irishman was shit. It was a shit movie. No, it wasn't. You're a shit movie. <laughs> Irishman was a shit movie. That was the worst CGI I've ever seen in my life. Oh, you're talking about making them making them all look young. Fucking come on, get out of here! Yeah, was, I mean, it wasn't the best. Talk about wanting to live in the fucking nineties. Yeah, I mean, you know, the story it, was a good story, but they ruined wrong. the movie like that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to ignore the fact that there's like. You know, seven it was very hard pretending to and be, and then they like, made his eyes super blue with CGI. Okay, what? Oh, those were contacts. Chris, are you talking? I don't the think it was the whole time. They had to the be Wolf a couple of Wall Street. That's it. CGI that shit. Huh? You like it? You think you like the Departed over the Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, for sure. Wolf of Wall Street is so fucking funny. That whole fucking Lamborghini scene. Oh my god! <laughs> Trying to get up fucking steps. He's flying the he's flying the helicopter, and the pilot's next to him. Like, oh fuck, dude, we're gonna die! Right. <laughs> Just crashes it in the backyard. Best. That was the best. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. I got. Speaking of uh, crashing, uh, got this story out of Cleveland. Amish Please buggy driver, not. Amish buggy driver charged with operating a vehicle while intoxicated after horse hits Ashtabula <laughs> County deputy's cruiser. <laughs> Who was drunk? <laughs> the buggy driver? Or the fucking I got, horse? I got one that's going to go right with this after you're done. So yeah, let man. me jump in after you're done. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. So Cleveland, Ohio, a 21 year old Orwell man has been charged with operating a vehicle while intoxicated stemming from a May 14th incident, but the driver wasn't operating a vehicle at the time. According to the Ashtabula County Sheriff's Office, deputies were called to Hague Road to help Orwell police with a reckless operator driving a horse-drawn buggy on the wrong side of the road. Police and deputies got in front of the buggy, but the driver, uh, identified as Nathan Miller, did not stop. Quote, we got a drunk Amish guy passed out in a buggy. As the yeah. buggy passed by, the deputy said he saw the driver slumped over with a beer can nearby. Police pursued the buggy oh, for God. a short time before eventually before it eventually stopped. As deputies, I Amish can't have any luxuries. Shouldn't it be like I'm on know, Rum Springer? Leave me alone. <laughs> well, I mean, shouldn't the, it have been like a a bottle that you know one of those reusable bottles of beer? No, I mean they they do like you know sell their wares and shit. Was it now you bartering? Yeah, or, yeah, yes. no, but the point your dad is making is it's against pack. their religion. It's against their religion to even drink. 
So that's why they have Rome Springer. That's their that's their time to go out and kind of experience the world as it is, and then if they choose to come back, it's kind of like their temptation thing. It's like you know, you let it let it go. If it years it'll come back, it's kind of the whole thing. Like they let them go out, be crazy for a summer or whatever, and if they come back, then they just go completely back into the fold. But if not, then they they completely forgotten about my family. Okay, here's here's what's really bullshit about this story. Okay. Police pursued the buggy for a short time before it eventually stopped, but as deputies tried to gain control of the horse, the horse lunged forward and crashed the buggy into a cruiser. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So, like, who was drunk? The guy or the fucking horse? No, no, no. The buggy was the buggy operator, the Amish guy. He's drunk, but he's passed know, out passed in out. the buggy. And the only reason it crashed into the because the cops were trying to get the fucking horse exactly they spooked the horse that and horse, the horse was like i'm a free horse <laughs> right i'm an amish horse don't touch me i'm on rump spring a bitch again right <laughs> I'm, I, I think the horse is drunk too i mean charge, charge that horse with you know running while intoxicated or running <laughs> public intoxication well, that poor guy <laughs> he's probably not going to be able to go home after that I want, right, you've been ostracized from the Horse Amish Society. Yeah, because he fucking wanted to get a fucking beer from the 7-Eleven on his way home. Do you think that horse's name is Buttercup? Butternut. Butter Butternut stuff. <laughs> Buttercup. Butternut. Buttercup. Buttercup. Diabetic. This horse is diabetic. <laughs> Say his name. Just gave him some pink popcorn and some Funyuns and some pizza. And some... I love that movie. You're hungry, aren't you, fella? You're a hungry fella. <laughs> Look at you. You're hungry. <laughs> All right. So I got one that kind of goes with that. So we got German farm owner saves fuel money with horse-drawn carriage. Talk about sticking it to the man. Mm. Uh, Stephanie Kirchner's journey to work has gotten longer, but she says cheaper. She has left her SUV at home and switched to a real horse power. <laughs> Some farm owner and horse trainer, Kirchner, 33, says she decided can't go on like this <laughs> after fuel prices jumped following the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Since I also suppose, this is also in quotes, since I also suspect hay harvesting and everything else will become much, much more expensive, uh, we said uh, we have to we have to save a little money. She says uh, so. She switched from traveling roughly six kilometers, three and a half miles from her home. That's bullshit. You could walk that in Western Germany by horse-drawn carriage that turns and that turns into a one-way trip from ten to fifteen minutes, as much as an hour. So she. She's so stubborn and she's gonna ruin everybody else's travel. What a bitch. I just started getting into this. I thought it was I thought it was a completely different story. Now I'm like, fuck this bitch. She doesn't want to walk three and a half miles so she's bogging up everybody's traffic with her horse drawn fucking buggy. But you gotta move a whole hour earlier. That's how stubborn you are? You'd rather move an hour earlier. (laughs) It also opens up another thing too, because if she's not paying for hay, what does that mean? She's just letting the fucking horse free graze? We don't take well, kindly no, to free uh, grazers around here. We don't like free grazers around here. 
Fucking well. Okay, so Kevin Costner's gonna come shoot a fucking bar up with over. I think what she was saying is that because she has this business, that she's gonna her expenses are definitely gonna go up as well in other things. That she's gonna try and cut out her expense in one thing entirely, which is her gas expense. Oh right. But still, it's like you can you can do that by walking or a bike. You know, you don't gotta take up the whole fucking street. Right, like a bike trip, Literally. so it's a 50-minute car ride, so it's like a 30-minute bike trip to go. It wouldn't even be that. Like, you would actually mm-hmm. probably make it faster. It'd probably be about a 10-minute bike it's trip. It's three and a half miles. It's three yeah, and a half three miles. Three and a half miles, and because you're not limited by the traffic the way cars are, you would actually probably make it faster if you were just buy a fucking bicycle. Yep. And you would accomplish saving, the same thing. And you would end up a month. You, you wouldn't end up you know, starting a war over free grazing. Yeah, fucking free grazing whore. <laughs> free grazing whore. Uh, okay. Uh, this dog broke into a Tennessee couple's house and snuggled her way into their bed. Oh, what? What? <laughs> Mind you, this is not the couple's dog. It's somebody else's dog broke into their house. And then snuggled with him in their bed. Nice. I think we're missing a huge part of this. How how did this dog, quote unquote, break into their house? We always sleep with the door open, yeah. but we have a sign up that says "Do not enter." Okay. Now, hold on. <laughs> uh, Julie and Jimmy Johnson are no strangers to dogs. <clears throat> they have three of their own, so they probably have a dog door. A dog door, right? Regular sleep in the bed with them in their home in Southern Tennessee or Southeast Tennessee. But recently, the couple woke up to find a large tan dog sandwiched between them that was not one of their own. Nice. Awesome. Uh, you get to, like, up through the curtain and roll over, but kind of startled, like, almost jumped over to wake me up. Uh, and in quite a but stern voice said, Julie, whose dog is uh, He's probably like, whose dog did you bring home? <laughs> whose fucking dog is this? Uh, Julie's adamantly uh, confused, thinking it was, of course, either Hollis Juniper or Zeppelin. Nice names. One of their three dogs. But then she rolled over, looked, locked eyes with Jimmy, only to find an unknown dog in bed with them. <laughs> nice. Uh, who cares? I don't get, uh, and the dog was like totally like snuggled in like, yeah, this is nice. I liked it. Uh, it didn't take much time after to realize that the strange dog was not a threat, but instead a cuddle bug and maybe a bit of a bed hog as it pushed the Johnsons to the both sides of their own bed. Nice. Uh, starting it, taking them selfies. Like, this is a big-ass dog. What kind of dog is it? Um, I mean, it looks like a, maybe like a... It, it doesn't matter. The dog just wanted a place to rest new. It's all be human, too. Honestly, the dog kind of looks like Zoe. Yeah, not as tall. Yeah, some kind of terrier mix. Right. 
skip to the end of the in the end there was no hard feelings and the owners have since had a play date with all four dogs so I missed a big chunk there. It didn't take long before I received a message from a person saying that their dog. Okay. So after taking a look at the dog and realizing it was, uh, must have had owners who took care of it. Julie started taking some selfies of the bizarre and funny situation and then posted a few posts, few pictures on Facebook, uh, had to make after her friends, if anyone recognized the dog. Okay. And then she gets notified that it's, uh, Nala, nice name. It turned out the dog, whose name is Nala, had slipped out of her collar while on a walk and ran into the woods the previous day ahead of a large thunderstorm in the area. Oh, so the dog is trying to get somewhere out of the storm. Right, yeah. Yeah, she's like, she's like, you fucking idiot human. I'm telling you with all my senses that this shit's about to get crazy and you want to keep walking. I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> I'm out. About to pop off right now, man. We got to get the hell out yeah. of here. Like I can feel my hair getting ticklier as we go forward, and I'm going this way. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it definitely looks like like a terrier breed dog. Maybe a little like a brown Rottweiler, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it could be like a could be like a cur mix. Yeah, cute dog though. Yeah. You imagine waking up to a strange ass dog in your fucking bed? Like, what the fuck is this, dude? At least it's not. Yeah, like I'd be a really surprised things how I don't have dogs. Like, there's just a fucking dog in my bed. I'm like, the fuck? Well, I think <laughs> I drink last question, night. The first thing to come out of his mouth is a question to his wife: "Is whose dog this is?" So, is this bitch always coming home with people's dogs, or what? Like, she's just bringing in strays. Not how they got all their dogs, right? <laughs> you know, you found this dog. Who's like, dog I'm is not this? A police report where you assaulted <laughs> stole their dog am i <laughs> all right what right. you got chris uh let's see hold on a second i gotta there we go okay this is my last story um <clears throat> this is out of uh japan today Japanese man receives entire town's COVID relief fund and disappears with the cash. Of course. Bizarre story of a 24-year-old Japanese man collects 46.3 million yen in COVID relief payments. Some was supposed to be distributed amongst 463 homes in the Yamaguchi Prefecture. As it says about to be, it was roughly... $775 each for each household. Um, It was a clerical error, obviously, that uh, gave him all the money. Um, And when he got all the cash, he just vanished, right? And at the time, Mayor apologized for the clerical error. Um, According to Japan Today, the man began shifting quantities of roughly 600,000 yen every day for about two weeks after he discovered the payments had been made to him. So for those of you that aren't, you know, financial geniuses, that's about 362,000 us dollars. Right. It's a lot of money. That's a, that's a lot of dimp right there. 
Um, so I guess, you know what I, mean? I guess, uh, <laughs> the Japanese government is having uh, a hard time here because, um, I guess by, by Japanese law, technically they gave him the money by mistake. Right. So it's not exactly, it's not exactly theft. Nope. So I wonder if. Like, this is some kind of... I don't know how it works in Japanese law. I'd say you hang him up by his toes, let the gods figure it out. <laughs> Yeesh. Um, yeah, so they... Come uh, on! I they guess, torture like savages. Come on! I guess law enforcement is pressing charges against him to seek 51, 51 million yen in compensation plus legal fees. Um, so they're they're time, charging him five million more yen. Yeah. So by the time they press charges on him, uh, the guy had already cleared out his bank account, quit his job, and has uh, disappeared. Yeah, he's like fuck that. He ain't charging me five million more. Man, yen. he kaiser shows at him. He kaiser shows <laughs> He's like he's like I'm not. I do not exist. <laughs> Dude, I mean, God, I'm gone with the wind. That's the move, though, right? You either you either let them know right away, or you fucking leave. He developed a limp, shaved his head, gave himself a lazy eye, and moved to a different part of fucking Japan. Yeah, you could buy a whole bunch of wigs. Like they were never the finding me here. <laughs> they were never finding me here. I will wreck my lineage from far, far away. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 an island, though, right? It's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to make it. Uh, Bro, you know he didn't leave the island. Let's be real here. Let's be real here. This fool is in the middle of Japan somewhere, and they're never gonna find him. They're no, he's not. He fucking hopped so a boat to China. And he's gonna take a fucking plane. Fuck out of here. No. Fuck out of no, here. No, 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 no. He, no, no. he would can't. not get through immigration. You cannot get in and out of China right now. Okay, then no. he goes to Hong Kong. You can't get out of nope. you can't get in and out of Hong He's Kong. Not, right you now can't either. get out of Japan. That's what I'm saying. This guy's in the middle of Japan somewhere, living it up, looking like everybody else. The, the only thing I can like think their of population is so dense, nobody finds it out of place. No, I'm. I the only thing I can think of is that if he actually did escape, you'd have to get uh, on some sort of freighter that was it was like an import export freighter. Right, because you can pay your way onto any of those boats. That's what I'm saying. But there's no way in hell you're getting to China. China's not an option right now. Russia's not no. an option right now. You might be able to get to India. You might be able to get to certain yeah, parts of Taiwan. Taiwan to Russia. Yeah, yeah. You're Korea, maybe. Yeah, maybe Korea. Yeah. North or south. No, yeah. I think Korea. I think South Korea is so tight right now with all the shit going on over there. I think mean, it's just like fucking, I don't think you're getting in there. It's just like kind No, I mean, like China's absolutely locked down. Like the port of yeah. Shanghai only recently reopened within like the last two weeks. So like you're like. Well, Shenzhen, no, their no highest way. distribution fucking center is, is only recently reopened. It's like their number one producer of fucking technology is heading out here. Yeah. All that cheap fucking Amazon shit. That's all made in Shenzhen wild well i mean let's let's be honest like with that kind of money he could 
buy his way onto a fishing boat and head south yeah and grab any of those fucking islands and then from there yeah indonesia singapore right Laos. like you could you could make you it's you could get out of fucking japan pretty easily especially if yeah especially if you went to you know vietnam like i said in if fucking go to indonesia you want to talk about a huge island chain where they're never going to fucking find you Right, and you'll live like a fucking king on three hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars. It was like two hundred. Japan's a lot bigger than you guys think. Oh, it's huge. I think you guys sure. are, you know, that's a big place. I don't. I doubt he would risk trying to get out of Japan with that much money. He like no. He closed his bank account. He quit his job, and he fucking disappeared. I'm saying you're a fucking idiot if you don't get off that fucking island some way somehow. Yeah, I think so. For sure. Like, you take a slow boat to, not China, but, you know, somewhere. There's, there's still rural villages and shit in fucking Japan. Yeah, I mean, what's that story of that uh, that World War II veteran that was on that island all by himself for, like, 40 years? Bro, for, yeah, for 40-something years, and they had to shoot him. by himself, he had Wilson. <laughs> Wilson. No, he killed his entire platoon because they all tried to leave, or they died themselves. So they either died of natural causes, or they tried to leave, and he killed them because Damn. his orders were to fucking stay there and hold the post until he heard back from a general or whatever, and that general ended up fucking dying or some shit, or and nobody notified him. Oh shit! I mean, that's how that's how brainwashed the Japanese were during World War Two, man. Like. They were going to die. They were either going to die fighting or they were going to kill themselves. Crazy. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Anyways, wh- uh, what you get? Uh, who's got next? Junior, you got uh, anything left? Uh, let's see what I got. Yeah, I did. I did have this before. I'm going to pull it back up. All right. So, Arkansas Water Tower League thinks that Johnny Castle appear to be urinating. <laughs> so, <laughs> In Arkansas, there is a water tower in the hometown of Johnny Cash um, where they have a silhouette of him painted on the side of the water tower. Somebody took a shot at that motherfucker sometime over the weekend, um, sometime last week, and uh, right, right in the, right in the right special park and had created a perfect leak. Um, and, and the locals are so upset about it. It's like somebody pissed in their Cheerios. So like somebody shot our water tower in a very sensitive spot of Johnny Cash. <laughs> I mean, it's but the it's but not, the real fact of it is that they're losing thirty thousand gallons of water a day. Oh my god! At a daily cost of about two hundred dollars. Damn. <laughs> so the side of Johnny Cash silhouette is spraying water onto the ground below, and has been drawing tourists to witness the unusual scene. Um, just the placement of where it was at. I mean, it was. You can tell someone was trying to be funny. I mean, it's it's a decent shot. I w- I don't say, I don't think it's the perfect shot. It's like it's like middle of the right thigh. It's not quite. It's not quite the dick. But it's a pretty decent shot. Okay. Yeah, I see. It. I do see it. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of more on like the uh, right thigh. Yeah, it's like the upper thigh. Like uh, yeah, almost the pelvis. Yeah. 
So what they should do is they should keep the hole there, but like capture the water at the bottom and then just recycle just the water. Like a, one of them flat, yeah, one of them, one of them uh, never ending fountains. Like let's go, let's go watch Johnny Carson. Yeah. yeah, but wouldn't that uh, wouldn't that pollute the water? Well, obviously you run it through I mean, filter. It's a water tower. Yeah, I mean it's a water tower. Yeah. Like it's it gets Johnny pumped Carter. out of there through filters. I mean, SP. you know, every every home has a water filter. Johnny Cash. Let's go to the Johnny Cash P. Yeah, go watch him P. Yeah, but they were real hurt about that. That upset them. So, I hope you're proud of yourself, dude. Right. Didn't even have a good shot. Hope you're proud of yourself. Really you are. The Johnny Cash is for everybody. <laughs> John. Uh, what do you got? You don't have to be drunk. Like, I got a V. Hey, we should make Johnny Cash pee, too. <laughs> Telling you, them fucking rednecks. Uh, you got a story, Dad? Uh, one last one. Yeah, close this out. Uh, sheep fighting its own reflection smashes business window in New Zealand. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck you pumping up at, homie? Right. Oh, you want to go? Oh, you want to go? Hey, look at this motherfucker. staring me down. Fucking cram, dude. That is the crammest of crams. Get Keep it up. I got to watch the video. There's actually a video on this. <laughs> there's actually other, there's another sheep out there who's like, Dude, Bob, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. He's like, and then the fucking glass falls on me and he runs. Hey, can we go? He's like, he's like a boy and a girlfriend. She's like, babe, can we go? Come on. Stop it. You're being ridiculous. All right, dude. <laughs> nah, I'm going to fuck this dude up. Nah, nah, what's up, homie? <laughs> fucking coming at me? You coming hey, at me? Come on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Nah, nah, you think you're going to embarrass me in front of my girl? Huh? Is that what you think going on right now? I'll fuck crazy right in the face. Yeah, so. Oh, this, yeah. She's really like, going, oh, yeah. dude, and then he busts the window. He's like, oh, oh. Yeah. He's like, fucking, oh, I'm, gotcha. I'm out. You know, that's going to be the worst fucking wool ever because it's going to have all glass shards and shit in it. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Like, no, he's just sitting wild, in the fucking window like. He starts moving forward and back. And he fucking headbutts it like three times, and the glass breaks on him. It's hilarious. Oh, but Don't here, say, let's be honest. I'm probably watching. Here's here's the funny thing, though. Uh, yet another ram raid last night. It's really getting out of hand. So this isn't the, right. this isn't the first time. What are these fucking rams doing? What are the what are these fucking sheep doing? Sheep are like we outnumber uh, the humans around here. We're taking over. Yeah, it's mating season. They're like, this is where we like to fuck. You guys can make room. And uh, if your window sheep keep coming at me, I'm going to keep fucking them up. So uh, <laughs> you can send this in check. Because <laughs> I'm here to cram. 
and fuck. And once I'm done <laughs> fucking, I'm going to start cramming. <laughs> you better back up. <laughs> uh, why haven't we heard about other Ram stories in the suburb of Auckland, Auckland, New Zealand? Yeah. And the, the name of yeah, this place is fucking two bubble gum. I'm done fucking and I'm on a lot of bubble gum. One hunger. <laughs> One hunger. One hunger. Ah, great nice. name. All righty. That's all I got for this week. Yeah. All righty. There it goes. That is our show. There it goes. That is it. All right, guys. Um, You got anything else? No. No? All right. Oh, uh, no, I want to talk about that Carlin fucking thing on HBO. Oh, yeah? Oh, dude. I didn't realize what a tortured life that guy lived. Yeah, his mom, uh, his yeah. mom and his dad really weren't um, yeah. the most excellent parents, huh? Not at all. Well, you know, but, definitely makes uh, Jackson look like they had a nice life. Um, not that not bad. Not that bad, but like, like the mom was super narcissistic, so everything had to be about her. Um, the dad was super violent, which is why the mom left him. And then by the time Carlin turned six, the dad dies. But just his brother just, seems like a cool dude, <laughs> right? But just, I mean, and it kind of makes sense, like, coming up in the fucking 70s being famous and fucking cocaine, of course he's going to get go fucking nuts deep into doing blow. Yeah, and his, uh, I mean, I felt kind of bad for his wife, right? Like, she's, like, running most of his press. She's, like, running, she's, like, managing his career. And right. And he gets super famous and... He wants her to be like a stay-at-home mom so there's somebody that can take care of their daughter. And then she's just all cooped up. Right. Because he wouldn't let her get a job. drinking. And then it's like, fuck, George. Like, I know you want want the kid to be raised right, but like, shit, man. I'm going to argue that as a parent. I'm going to argue that as a parent. Because number one, the number one priority should be to watch your kids and do something. And if you can't handle being a home, you make sure that that happens. That's on you. That's on nobody else. If you're like, you can't handle that. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, but you'd think like a guy with that much money that, you know. They'd be I mean, at one time he had his own fucking jet. Yeah, exactly. You can't you hire You are hurting for money. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, like I said, like, I just didn't realize like how tortured he was. And then, so the thing I like, the thing I, at the end of it, when, um, Stephen Colbert is talking about like his last, his last special was like super dark. And I'm like listening to like what, what he was saying. And I'm like, that's on par with absolutely everything he's ever talked about in his entire yeah. comedy career. Yeah. Not, I mean, not just, I'm talking about a Carlin special. You know what I mean? Like nothing short. It was a great fucking special. And I actually didn't realize it was the last one, obviously, until he fucking died. So I was like, I watched it just like any other fucking Carlin special. Well, and it's, and 
and it's not like George knew he was going to die. Like, he went in to get his fucking heart adjusted and shit, and then they're like, oh, shit. Right, that's like, what I mean. Like, I didn't watch it thinking, oh, this is the last Ireland special I'm going to fucking see, so I watched it just like any other one, and it was just as good as any other Well, yeah, and that's... So there's so that's no pause of like, oh, this is his last special, I love it because it's his last one. No, it's like fucking great. Fucking like all the other shit that I've ever heard. Well, yeah, and that's... Uh, so when Colbert said that, I was like, how, you know, you're supposed to be a big fan of George Carlin. Like go back and listen to even his, his comedy skits when, when he was on the radio and shit, like they're all dark. They're all kind of disturbing. When you think about it, you play it off. Well, as being yeah. Dark. I was going to say it's only disturbing when you think about it in that sense of being disturbing. Otherwise it's fucking really awakening to be like, Oh fuck, this guy is like, really right. Like, the shit that this guy's saying is starting to fucking make sense. This guy's got building blocks that are fitting together right now. Right. <laughs> but like, someone going, I can build a house with this, and you're like, no, nah, I don't think so. And then you start seeing it, and you're like, fuck, he's building a house with this. <laughs> it's a, it was a great special. Like, I didn't even realize that it was almost four hours long. Like, I was just totally enthralled in it. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, in that second-to-last special, I think it... Um, can't remember the name of it. It's, uh, I think life is worth losing. Like one of his best bits is that last is that closing bit on that second to last special. It's called coast to coast emergency folks. Just go to YouTube, look up George Carlin, coast to coast emergency. It's hilarious. He basically like the whole, the whole bit is that like a water main breaks in downtown Los Angeles and destroys the entire universe. <laughs> Shit. Like it's, it's just nine minutes of like a butterfly effect of this one water main breaking in downtown Los Angeles and just annihilating everything. It's, it's one of his best bits he's ever done. It's, it's yeah. Like, he was always able to do that to be like, listen, we're all, we're all literally sitting on a precipice right now. And if you think that if we don't rock this fulcrum one way or the other, we're not going to all fall off. You're fucking wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like this is all this is all up in the air right now, and these skills aren't exactly underneath us. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, the yeah, the if you have HBO, um, you should definitely watch it. You should definitely watch definitely. that documentary. All right, guys. If you're a Washington homeowner, what the hell? I'm trying to get past the commercial because I want to see this clip. Well. I think it is certainly apparent by now. Turn the volume up on that, Dad. What I enjoy in life is excess. I like things that are excessive. I like excessive behavior, excessive language, excessive violence. It's fun. It's interesting. It's exciting. I like it when nature is excessive. That's why I like natural disasters. All these natural disasters have been going on. I fucking love them. I can't get enough of them. Oh, uh, when nature's going crazy, throwing things around, scaring people and destroying property, I'm a happy fucking guy. I'm a happy fucking guy. I look at it this way. For centuries now, man has done everything he can to destroy, defile, and interfere with nature. Clear-cutting forests, strip-mining mountains, poisoning the atmosphere, overfishing the oceans, polluting the rivers and lakes, destroying wetlands and aquifers, so when nature strikes back and smacks man in the head and kicks him in the nuts, I enjoy that. 
I have absolutely no sympathy for human beings whatsoever. None. And no matter what kind of problem humans are facing, whether it's natural or man-made, I always hope it gets worse. <laughs> don't you, don't you, don't you have a part of you, a part of you that secretly hopes everything gets worse? When you see a big fire on TV, don't you hope it spreads? Don't you hope it gets completely out of control and burns down six counties? You don't root for the firemen, do you? I mean, I don't want them to get hurt or nothing, but I don't want them putting out my fire. That's my fire. That's nature showing off and having fun. I like fires. You know something else I like? Those spring floods in the Midwest. Aren't they great? Like clockwork, spring floods in the Midwest. But I'm starting to notice, I'm starting to catch on that every year it's the same story. Another flood in the same place with the same people on the same river. Same fucking people. And these people do not move. They will not fucking move. They, 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 they repaint, put down new carpeting and wallpaper, and they move right back into the same fucking house on the floodplain next to the river, and then they wonder why grandma's floating downstream with the parakeet on her head. <laughs> fourth time. Again, fourth fucking time. There's no learning curve with these people. It's very hard to feel sorry for them. Every year, same people, same rowboats, out there paddling around, rescuing a chicken. Rescuing a chicken. What the fuck kind of a life is that? <laughs> well, our kids love it here. Oh, really? What do they got, gills? <laughs> <laughs> While they're showing all that shit on the screen, the announcer is saying to me, it's been raining steadily for three months now. The ground can't hold any more water. The river is cresting higher than it has in two centuries. The levees have washed away. And I just hope it keeps raining and 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 it rains steadily for five years. And then after that, for 10 years, it's cloudy. With occasional showers. And the river never returns to its natural banks. It becomes a completely new river. And the borders of three states have to be changed. And all the maps and atlases have to be redrawn and reprinted. And no one's couch ever completely dries out. Sound <laughs> is always a little squish. Dan, Linda, come on in, you guys. Have a seat. Squish, squish. I like that. I'm an interesting guy. Oh, I always hope that no matter how small the original problem is, it's going to grow into bigger and bigger proportions that get completely out of control, and I'll give you a concrete example. Let's it. say a water main breaks in downtown Los Angeles and it floods an electrical substation, knocking out all the traffic lights and tying up the entire city and emergency vehicles can't get through. And at the same time, one of those month-long global warming heat waves comes along, but there's no air conditioning, there's no water for sanitation, so cholera, smallpox, and dysentery break out, and thousands of people start dying in the streets. But before they die, parasites eat their brains, and they go completely fucking crazy, and they storm the hospital. But the hospital can't handle all the casualties, so these people rape all the nurses and set the hospital on fire. <laughs> and the flames drive them even crazier, so they start stabbing social workers and garbage men. <laughs> and a big wind comes along, and the entire city goes up in flames, and the people who 
is still healthy, they get mad at the sick people and they start crucifying them, nailing them to crosses, trying on their underwear, shit like that. <laughs> shit like that. Then everybody smokes crack and PCP and they march on City Hall where they burn the mayor at the stake, strangle his wife, and take turns sodomizing the statue of Larry Flint. <laughs> and at this point, at this point, it looks like pretty soon things are going to start to get out of control. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> and tries to leave the city at the same time, and, and they trample each other to death in the streets by the thousands, and wild dogs eat their corpses, and the wild dogs chase the rest of the people down the highway, and one by one, the dogs pick off the old fucks and the slow people, because they're in the fast lane where they don't belong. Get the fuck out of the fast lane if you're an old fuck, if you're a slow fuck. Get over on the right. Get over on the right. And then... <laughs> And the lucky ones, the lucky people who managed to make it all the way outside of town, they discover when they get there that big sparks from the city have lit the suburbs on fire. And the suburbs burn uncontrollably. And thousands of identical homes have identical fires with identical smoke. <laughs> Killing off the identical <laughs> soccer moms and their yeah. identical kids in case of And now, now the fire spreads to the farmlands, and the farmlands burn intensely at 425 degrees, creating millions of baked potatoes. And as the farmlands burn, as the farmlands burn, thousands of barns and farmhouses begin to explode from all the hidden methamphetamine labs. <laughs> the meth chemicals run downhill into the rivers and streams where wild animals drink the water and get completely geeked on speed. So bears and wolves amped up on cranks start roaming the countryside looking for people to eat, even though they're not really hungry. <laughs> The fire spreads to the forest, and the forest burns furiously, and hundreds of elves and trolls and fairies come running out of the woods screaming, Bambi is dead! Bambi is dead! And he is, he is, finally that fucking little cunt, Bambi is dead. <laughs> and now hundreds of regional fires come together into one huge interstate inferno, and all 12 of the western United States are burning out of control, except Utah, where the Mormons don't allow fires. <laughs> the fire spreads across the Great Plains, toasting the wheat, cooking the cattle, and producing hamburgers, actually. <laughs> then it leaps the Mississippi and races through the south, blowing up stills, interrupting lynchings, and killing millions of inbred people. And then it turns northeast and it heads for Washington, D.C., where George Bush can't decide if it's an emergency or not. He can't decide this. He doesn't know. It's hard. Oh, it's hard work. You know? No. Yeah, he, he can't decide because Dick Cheney is in prison. So, instead he takes a nap. He takes a nap. He puts his empty fucking brainless head down on the little pillow his mother gave him at Christmas time, and he takes a fucking nap. So the fire moves to Philadelphia, but it's a weekend, and Philadelphia's closed on the weekend. So the fire moves to New York City, and the people in New York tell the fire to go fuck itself. Go fuck itself. And it does. Yeah. And it does, so instead it burns down Long Island and Connecticut, killing all the rich white assholes and completely destroying their evil faggoty golf courses. <laughs> and while all this is going on, Canada burns to the ground, but nobody notices. And now the entire North American continent is on fire, producing a huge thermal updraft and creating an incendiary cyclonic macro system that forms a hemispheric megastorm, breaking down the molecular structure of the atmosphere and actually changing the laws of nature. Fire and water combine. Burning clouds of flaming rain fall upward. Gamma rays and solar winds ignite the ionosphere, creating huge clouds of ionized plasma. Bolts of lightning 20 million miles long begin shooting out of the North Pole, and the sky fills up with green shit. <laughs> And suddenly, the entire fabric of space-time splits in two. A huge crack in the universe opens, and all the dead people from the past begin falling through. 
Babe Ruth, Groucho Marx, Davy Crockett, Tiny Tim, Porky Pig, Hitler, Janis Joplin, Alan Ludden, my Uncle Dave, your Uncle Dave. <laughs> Everybody, dead Uncle Dave's falling through the cracks. <laughs> and all the dead Uncle Dave's gather around a heavenly kitchen table. They light a cigarette and talk. They talk about how they never got a break. How their parents didn't love them and their children were ungrateful. They talk about how the government screwed them up money and they just missed out on a big job. They say the Jews own everything and the blacks get special treatment. And all that hatred and bitterness drips into these people and forms a big pool of liquid hate. And the pool of liquid hate begins to spin. Round and round it spins faster and faster. And the faster it spins, the bigger it gets. Faster and faster, bigger and bigger, until the whirling pool of hate is bigger than the entire universe. And then suddenly it explodes into trillions of tiny stars. And every star has a trillion planets. And every planet has a trillion Uncle Daves. And all the Uncle Daves have jobs, perfect eyesight, and shoes that fit. They have great sex lives. And great they understand the Internet. Their kids think they're cool. And they all love their neighbors. And every week, without fail, Uncle Dave wins the lottery. Forever and ever, till the end of time, every single Uncle Dave has a winning ticket. And Uncle Dave is finally happy. Now do you see why I like it when nature gets even with humans? <laughs> that wasn't that big. Fucking the great, it's the best bit he ever wrote. That was fucking that big. All uh, the Uncle Dave. All the Uncle Dave. <laughs> well, with that, we're going we'll to get out of here. Carlin and Uncle Dave, and we're going to get the hell out of here. I love you guys. I love you too, boy. Bye, June. Uh, let me know when you go to the chiropractor next week. Probably going to schedule uh, schedule it here Monday. I'll let you okay. know what day we land up. Perfect. All right. Love you. love you guys. Love you. Later. <laughs>